Hello, everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Mareva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, the illustrious... Oh, Robert Birch. Hello. Well, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Great to be here with I'm gonna you. I'm going to find a new adjective every time. <laughs> um, so uh, this is our OETA Movie Club podcast. We come to you each week. We talk about our upcoming movies. We go a little bit more in depth. Yeah. Tell you all the stuff we don't have time to tell you on the air. Right. Um, and uh, this week we have got one of the, just the epitome of cool. Oh, yeah. Um, Ocean's Eleven, the original, the right. Rat Pack. Right. The 1960 Ocean's Eleven. George Clooney, Brad Pitt, of course. No, 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 good, no, no, no. Know, oh, yeah, but, no, no, no. But this is, I mean, this is the reason. <laughs> and really, I mean, it, the, the really cool part about this is seeing Las Vegas. Yeah. In 1960. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, El Rancho Sanchez is there, and the yeah. sands, the dunes, the Desert Inn, uh, you know, all these great, yeah, you know locations. The flamingo. Has, oh yeah, has uh, been still Ben Siegel. Yeah, put it together, I, uh, you know. I recently took a trip to Las Vegas for work. We had the uh-huh. National Association of Broadcasters Conference in oh, Vegas that go. they hold every year. Yeah, they don't they don't pay for me to no, go. No, no, this is the first time I've gotten to go. Man, oh, twenty five years. First time I've gone, and um, uh, I saw. So I got to see Vegas for the first uh-huh. time. I'd never been. Oh wow! And uh, so then watching this movie, getting ready for this podcast uh-huh. i was just like oh that's so cool because that's still there and that's that uh-huh. and that's that and, and so yeah it was just a really cool nostalgic trip to go down memory lane on that on the vegas stuff i mean well, there's it's so only cool. there's only two hotels that are highlighted in this film right uh that are still around yeah uh, sadly you know, the sands yeah. is gone right you know, the dunes is gone uh but the flamenco and still there. uh what's the other one uh, the riviera uh, uh, Riviera uh, are, are the two that you know st- that are still there. Yeah, and yep. yeah, I mean, even the stardust is gone. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, very sad. Oh yeah. So um, let's set up this movie a little bit. It's Kay. about a, a great heist. Yeah, um, and I love the line that Sinatra. <laughs> uh, you'll have to say right, it. right. Peter when he, Lawford when he, read the, when he read the script. Yeah, yeah. yeah Peter Lawford uh, got this script. Uh, he heard about it from um, like a busboy. That uh, was, no, it was a mechanic. A mechanic yeah. was telling him the kind of like the story. He says, hey, my friend's got this script, you know, uh, you're in the movies. Uh, tells him kind of the outline of the script. And so Lawford gets the script. He takes it to Sinatra. And Sinatra, without reading it, you know, he just hears about it from Lawford. He says, uh, hey, forget the, uh, you know, forget, forget the, the film. film. Let's pull the heist. You yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know why that cracks me up so Total much. Total Frank Sinatra. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, which it is. It's a great heist, uh-huh. and um, it's a great movie. So yeah, okay. The, so the uh, the setup for the film is that uh, Sinatra plays Danny Ocean, who uh, gets together a bunch of his old World War II buddies. They're paratroopers in World War II, so they figure they can pull off just about anything, and uh, they come up with a plan to uh, rob like uh, seven uh, Las Vegas casinos. In one night, one at night. the same time. Yep. And, and you know, it seems plausible, I guess, <laughs> in a film, sure, you know. But, uh, yeah, um, uh, so they, you know, they they all get together and they, they pull this heist. It's very, you know, it's, it's the same sort of the same plot line as the more, you know, yeah. more modern one. Yeah. But um, just way cooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only with tuxedos and martinis tuxedos and stuff. That yeah. old Vegas, man. <laughs> that, old, that old strip. Um, well, let's dive a little bit into the behind the scenes thing. Sure. Um, I thought one of the things we were talking about it just a few minutes ago was really funny about Frank Sinatra being very surprised by um, Patrice. Uh, 
uh, Wymore. Wymore. <laughs> right. And um, she plays Adele. His, she plays Adele. His wife yeah. in this. Yeah. And uh, she throws a dish of candy at him. Uh-huh. Completely ad-libbed. Uh-huh. Um, which, if you really watch, you can see a genuine look of surprise <laughs> on Sinatra's face. And all, all, of, of, yeah, all the, you know, the cast members, Dean yeah. Martin, Sammy, didn't, nobody knew, nobody that this knew was it was coming. coming. Because people yeah. didn't do this very often with Sinatra. <laughs> Not to Sinatra. <laughs> no. Um, the, uh, let's talk about Sammy Davis Jr. for a little bit, because oh, I, yeah. I was actually really saddened. Right. To read some of the stuff he had to go through during the the filming of this, um, I did not know that Vegas was not um, was still integrated. segregated. Yeah, it right. was integrated. Yeah. It was still segregated. Oh, at this time, yeah, yeah. very much segregated. And um, so uh, he had to stay at a colored only hotel. Right. And um, now there were um, black owned and operated uh, casinos. Yes. In Las Vegas, at a different part, not on the Strip, but uh, you know, I think it was North Las Vegas. And, you know, the, the performers, even though they would play the big houses, you know, uh, on the Strip, they could not stay in the hotel. They couldn't eat at the restaurant. They couldn't wow. get a drink at the bar. And they couldn't gamble. Yeah. You know, that's pretty, you know, when they don't let you gamble in the no, casino, no. they're wow. serious. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, he had to, uh, he, and, and uh, you know, that, 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 that you're reading, you know, it says that... Um, you know, a lot of, you know, this one hotel, uh, a lot of the big names uh, stayed there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, and it's still there. It's, yeah. uh, it has a big plaque outside, you know, talking about all of the the great performers, the great black performers that yeah. stayed there over the over the years. Mrs. Harrison's Boarding House. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, great name. Uh-huh. Um, but Not yeah. exactly a hotel, I guess. <laughs> no. But um, now, Sammy Davis Jr. on a much more friendly note on a, uh-huh. on a much more happier note um it was really funny because i read he had to have wooden blocks <laughs> tied to his shoes so that he could reach the pedals of the garbage truck right he's scene. you know he's short he's a diminutive he's pretty size short. Yeah, he's pretty right? short. and the uh the one hang-up that las vegas city officials had with this they didn't want to loan out their garbage truck yeah. For, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. is going to be uh, driving this thing. They didn't want to let out the, the garbage truck. I guess they only have so many. Right. Right. And the trash needs to be picked up or whatever. They, maybe they thought, you know, they're going to try and jump it over a ravine or <laughs> right. blow it up right. or something. That's funny. <laughs> but um, he couldn't reach the pedals. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, we talked about the candy dish ad lib. Yeah. The dialogue in this oh, a yeah. lot was ad libbed. I mean, just they said it was better than the actual script. Yeah. Yeah. So they just they, went with it. They knew each other. And of course, they're performing every night uh, ad lib at the Sands, the summit at the Sands. Yeah. It was called the hottest ticket on the strip, hottest ticket in the country to get at the time. Yeah. Um, Shirley MacLaine talks about she did this film simply so she could hang out with the guys. And get a ticket to the get show the because tickets. she yeah. couldn't get it. Wow. Shirley MacLaine couldn't get a ticket to this show. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I didn't get a ticket either. Well, so. yeah. I was yeah, um, I was born in 62, so, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, um, the the filming of this, we talked a little bit about this, but the filming was all done in... A, the early morning a.m., right. like midnight to 7 a.m. or yeah. something. And um, and the Rat Pack would, they would go off and perform shows right. in the middle of the day with 
quite a bit of alcohol probably involved. <laughs> and uh, and two then shows a day, two shows a day, in and the then Copa go shoot room these films. at the Sands. Yeah, um, they would get up in the afternoon. Right. Right. They would sleep most of the day, get up in the afternoon, go do their two shows. And back then, you know, you had a cocktail show and you had a dinner show. The dinner right. show is about five o'clock. No, no. Dinner show would be about six. And then the the uh, cocktail shows like eight thirty or nine. Yeah. And um, and then they would go get in a makeup and uh, go, you know, however long that took. And then they would show up uh, for their shooting. But uh, one of the big problems the logistical problems for the director was that different guys had different schedules really you know like peter lawford uh, would only do his scenes in the morning right uh and uh, uh sinatra would get there about five o'clock and and in the morning and you know i'm ready to go and uh then uh sammy davis jr was more of a night owl but uh, you know, some of the others uh, liked it in the early afternoon. Right. So getting them all together for shots, that was a major headache. Yeah. So I learned something new about this that I had no idea. Peter Lawford's line about buying votes and going into politics uh-huh. is a reference to his involvement in the 1960 presidential campaign of his brother-in-law. Right. I had no idea that Peter Lawford and John F. Kennedy were brother in Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Um, yeah, he married, um, is it Eunice? Um, yeah, I think it was Eunice Kennedy. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I've seen a couple of documentaries about this, you know, uh, uh, statements. Apparently, uh, Lawford, he, uh, he played around a lot. So did John F. Kennedy. Um, but Lawford's famous for the, uh, the saying, he says, uh, uh, you know, why is everybody, why is, you know, why is this a big deal? All I want to do is cheat on my wife. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> and um, when Kennedy comes to Los Angeles for a fundraiser shortly after he had been elected, you know, Sinatra went, you know, all out, uh, uh, recut his famous song, um, uh, uh, High Hopes. Yeah. For the Kennedy campaign, he went out and he did uh, fundraisers for Jack. And then when he comes to Los Angeles, um, Bobby and some of the others and his staff were worried about Sinatra's mob ties and how that would look. So they're worried about it then. They weren't worried about it during the campaign. Right. Uh, But they're worried about that. So uh, uh, John Kennedy stays at Bing Crosby's house. You know, and, and and Sinatra put a wing onto his. He was building a wing wow. simply for the president of the United States to stay there. Wow! And uh, uh, he gets the news from Lawford. He never spoke to Peter Lawford again after that. Wow! Um, and he never spoke to John F. Kennedy again after that. Wow! He was so incensed, and he tore down all the construction that had already been done for the new presidential wing of his house. Wow! See, I learn something every, time. every every week. I learn something new that I had no idea. Um, well, let's talk about uh, an, an actor that we've been talking about the last several weeks. Yeah, um, and that is Steve McQueen. Oh yeah, I didn't realize he turned down a role in yeah. this movie. Yeah, um, and apparently he didn't want to be cast with Frank Sinatra as one of his flunkies. Right, um, Hedda Hopper. Right, yeah. she uh, urged him not to do it. Right. Because I guess he wouldn't be the lead, I guess. Right. He'll be second banana. Second, yeah. Well, is, like, of, of course, on. yeah, but, 
you know, Dean Martin's no second banana. Exactly. I was Sammy say, Davis Jr., certainly not a no, second banana. No. You know, and they I'm played weird. off one another. Yeah, and I'm weird. I'm, I, I know Sinatra is most people's favorites, but my favorite rap pack is Dean Martin. Like, oh, he's, yeah. He's my Mine favorite. Too. Yeah. Really? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I love even the Dean Martin show that <laughs> you know, was a very short-lived show that <laughs> the we fire aired on pole. BBS. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, I got to, I saw Sinatra. Yeah. And, now, I would have loved to have seen Dean Martin. Yeah. But I saw Sinatra 1980 at the awesome. uh, Caesar's Palace. Oh, cool. And uh, it was like uh, St. Patrick's Day. And um, Nancy Sinatra and Frank Jr. opened for him, which tells you how long ago one of the opening acts was Shields and Yarnell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A mime couple, right? You know? uh, but uh, he comes out and he says, you know, uh, next week is my birthday. This is St. Patrick's Day. If you don't think we're gonna play, we're gonna sing them all till the cows come home. You're out of your mind. We're we're doing this. <laughs> um, so at the time of this filming, stage money, like the prop money that they used for films, they it was not allowed to look like real money. Huh. That was one of the you know legal technicalities, uh-huh. um, and it was not changed until. This later this same year, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho seemed to be the breakthrough film, which stage money finally actually started looking like, right. like money. But huh. yeah, so if you look really close at the money in this movie, it, I've, I've it never noticed that. Yeah, it doesn't look. It, it, it looks like Monopoly money. No, not quite. Not quite like Monopoly money, but but pretty close. Uh, so I'm sure the chips look real. Yeah, the yeah, chips right. look real. Yeah, the <laughs> chips look real. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought that was funny that yeah the, that this was one of the last movies that they still had to follow those yeah. like, those rules. Um, well, you know, uh, according to uh, Billy Wilder, uh, he was talking about um, the uh, he helped work on the script as a favor to Sinatra and for a thank you gift, right? This is, I mean, these are great friends. He gave him a sketch by Pablo Picasso wow. as, you know, a thank you gift for helping him on the, thank you, baby, this one's for you, <laughs> you know, your money's on the dresser. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, one of the most yeah, uh, Dean Martin scene right where uh, with Shirley MacLaine, uh, she calls him Ricky Nelson, right? Right. <laughs> and, and I'm sure it's all ad lib too. Right. Um, uh, then Martin replies, "I used to be Ricky Nelson, but now I'm Perry Como, because he used to you know early on in his career they used to call him like a poor man's Perry Como, which I don't get that. I mean, not, uh, Martin is is." Fantastic. Yeah. Not only you know his his uh, act with Jerry Lewis, but his you know his oh, singing yeah. career. You know, he's he's so great. But you know, uh, yeah, the uh, you know the ad lib. You know, he's so quick yeah. uh, back and forth. He had just done Real Bravo with Ricky Nelson. Yeah, right. So it was an inside <laughs> joke between the two of them. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I didn't know that uh, the actor Richard Boone. Yeah, um, was the voice of the minister. Off screen, right? You know, no, no actor, no credit, sense. no nothing. I mean, if you hear it, well, and then um, a lot of people believe that the um, the voice from the crowd that says "Play Melancholy Baby," a lot of people believe that that is Humphrey Bogart. Really, and it's not credited. He's not in the right. credits, but they, you know, a lot of people say that's Bogie. Oh wow! And I, you know, uh, I think they tried to uh, they attempted to try and confirm that with right. you know, living people from that, but uh, no one's really been able to say. Yeah, apparently yeah. Jack Warner did a lot of off-screen dialogue, like in the early days of uh-huh. like when he was 
president and every, you know everything when he ran the you know apparently he did some on film I thought uh, that was interesting I didn't know that everybody wants to get into I, the yeah yeah exactly um, Jack Warner actually um, said that this was the film that impressed him enough to sign a contract a long time contract right. with Frank Sinatra um, and Frank Sinatra's production company good idea yeah really yeah, came, good idea came to benefit him pretty well uh huh uh-huh. a lot of payoffs there um, yeah I mean just I mean, could you imagine what his catalog is worth? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, and, okay, so I've been watching this uh, this great series on, um, I think it's Paramount Plus, that uh, it's about the making of The Godfather, how difficult it was to get it made. Sinatra, because, you know, the book clearly is, uh, you know, based on Sinatra, the the uh, the yeah. singer that's in trouble and he wants to get you know, the movie contract. And the the book, it paints him as a much more degenerate, uh, you know, individual. Sinatra uh, did everything in his power. He pulled every lever, all of his uh, favors with the mob to try and get this film shut down. Wow. And, you know, Richard, now this is 1960 and The Godfather wasn't until 1972 or they were filming in 71, um, Richard Conti, who plays Barzini yeah. um, in, in uh, The Godfather, uh, he, uh, he's, you know, he's a main character in this. He's, yeah. His child goes to the military academy and you know, they have that whole thing work and he gets killed. Yeah. Uh, he's the only person that dies in this film. Right. Um, a little spoiler there, sorry right. for the late Warren, but uh, <laughs> you know. And um, you know, it's, you know, it's the poignant time of this picture but um uh you know had to think what did sinatra think about you know he every one of these people he had a say in who was going to be in the film and so he he knew richard conti and here he is he signed up to do the film that he so badly wanted to get shut down yeah yeah um the uh we were talking about cameos and off-screen off-screen voices and, uh-huh. and everything and there's weird cameos in this like Frank Sinatra's bodyguard is uh-huh. a, has a cameo um the uh uh George Fenneman has like a unca- uncredited voiceover uh-huh. that he says off-screen and there's just a lot of little well and then there's you uncredited know, the little bits two. like that and and so like uh Milton Berle was offered yeah. a, a cameo in this and um but you know Red Skelton is in this yeah. uh, film. You know, he plays himself. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, there's another singer. I can't remember his, but he gets up and he performs with Dean Martin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who is that? That is, uh, I can't I, remember. I, I want to say Louis Prima, but that's not it. Um, you know, there's, you know, as they're w- uh, walking down the strip, you see uh, all the all the performers. So there's like Donald O'Connor is yeah. playing at one of the uh, uh, casinos, and Louis Prima is at another. And um, yeah, it's like a, a great slice of because those they didn't put that up for the film. Those were the people who were playing, you know, on that week or that right. month in 1960. Yeah. So yeah. and and then there's the scene at the very end where they're walking down the, the strip after the whole heist and everything, and they walk past the Sands, and all of their names, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., right. Peter Lawford, you know, are all on the marquee, <laughs> you know, behind them, clearly visible. Right. That's so, funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when I was in Vegas, I mean, it's just, it's just really cool to see some of that stuff, and 
you know, you talked about every casino has a theater and like all their names are on marquees. So I get to my hotel. I have no idea who it is. I get there, Barry Manilow. <laughs> and I thought, should I go? No, no, sorry. I'm not a big Manilow fan. But he came and gave but, without taking. That's right. You know. I, I could hear him actually when I was walking through the casino, um, going, you know, coming to and leaving the hotel or whatever. I, I could hear. You couldn't quite. It wasn't, you know, it's kind of like when you hear sound from the movie theater next to you you could make you can hear it but you can't make it out you know uh-huh. that's what it was i could i could i was like okay that's i can tell that's barry manilow i can't tell what song he's singing so, they all kind of sounded like you know the same Copa. yeah yeah who and else Mindy, was, I don't know. There, were, there had to be some other big guy you know i've been out there like uh when rickles you know you see on the marquee oh, yeah. and i go oh i'd love to see that yeah. you know or or uh, um you know that same time when i saw sinatra uh, at the Dunes, uh, Robert Goulet. Yeah, to go Robert see Robert Goulet. Goulet. <laughs> and uh, the Stardust had this. Uh, you know, the uh, the Stardust and the Flamingo had like their own acts, their own shows. Yeah. So the Stardust, it was the Lido de Paris, which played for like thirty years. Wow. At, at their main stage, and uh, at the MGM, or no, the Bellagio, it was uh, Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. And then at uh, uh, the Flamenco, it was the, the, I don't know, some some other big, you know, yeah. show that yeah. they had. But then, you know, the, like the Sands, the the uh, Desert Inn, the, the uh, Caesar's Palace all had uh, big, big names coming yeah. out and stuff. You know, Elvis oh, yeah. plays. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think Elvis was at, uh, I want to say Caesar's. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Or the landmark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Well, all right. Well, um, that brings us to the end of our time, oh, and we're already done. Oh, man. We got, they're kicking us out we of the studio. We to anything. I know. I know. Okay. So, um, well, but uh, hmm. as always, tune in. Um, check us out every Saturday night at 9. This week, Ocean's 11. Great film. Uh-huh. And then... Um, Next week, we've got a Star is Born, the 1954 version. With oh, it's good. Judy yeah. Garland. I, I just James recently Mason. rewatched it, and it's, you know, Judy, it's it's worth watching just Judy Garland. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a great one. She's great. So be sure to tune in for those movies, and um, also come back and listen to us next week on this podcast. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.